morning, everybody. How are we? So it's a different Sunday this morning. What we're doing is uh, we have our annual vision, our annual vision meeting, and what we do is we discuss what has happened over the previous year, uh, 2018, and look to see what the Lord would have us do in this coming year. Um, so vision is vitally important for any organization, for any business, for any corporation, um, and it's especially important for a church. In fact, it's absolutely, it's essential, because without a vision, we will never effectively accomplish our mission. And what is our mission? To reach the saved in this city with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's our job. That's our role. That is what each and every one of us have been called to do, to be part of. And part of my job description as the lead pastor of this church is to seek the Lord regarding the direction he would have me lead this church. So how do I go about that? I spend time in prayer. I, I speak to, to my associate pastors, board, uh, my board of elders. I speak to people who lead up different ministries within this church. And what I do, I look to those missionaries, those events, those things that we have put in place in 2018 that had enabled us to reach this community with the gospel message. And today, it's, it's when I share with you what the Lord has placed on, on my heart for this future year, for 2019. Because when I do that, when that happens, it, it's no longer my vision, but our vision, isn't it? And as a church, if we have a shared vision, it brings us together, it unifies us in that we are united by a common purpose. And as I said, it's, it's to bring Jesus to our communities, to our families, to everybody. And also helps us to work together as a team to, to make those goals a reality. And that in, in turn, it affects how we see ourselves it affects how we relate to one another because what happens is we realize that we're more than just bums on seats on a Sunday morning, but a vital part of a church that is having an impact in our community and in this city. So we're on mission. And for that mission to be fulfilled, church, we have to be working together. I can't do it on my own. The pastors in this church, we can't do it. And it's not how it's meant to be. A pastor's role is to equip the saints to fulfill Christ's calling on all, in all our lives. And there's one verse that the Lord had brought me back to as I prayed and studied and prepared for this meeting. And it's from Romans chapter 1, verse 16. So I think Johnny's going to put it up on the... There it is. So Paul tells the church in Rome, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, 
For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. So we're the, we're the Gentiles. I don't think there's any, any Jews here this morning. So he was writing to a city that was at the heart of the empire. Rome was the empire. It was a city of tremendous power, wealth, and had fantastic influence on the known world. It was a city at the center of world culture and learning. It was the place to be. It had huge temples dedicated to their many gods. These people were rich. They were sophisticated. And these guys, they had opinions. So in such a city, some might be ashamed of a gospel, of a message that centered around a crucified Jewish carpenter. There's no glam there, is there? But that wasn't Paul. He wasn't intimidated by Rome in the least. And he certainly wasn't ashamed of Jesus. Because the message he brought had the power, as he just said here, it had the power to change lives. It had the power to set people free. But we've all been there, haven't we? An opportunity presents itself. You're ready to share Jesus with someone. But you begin to second guess your ability to communicate the gospel, to share Jesus. And it's at such a moment that we forget that it is God who brings power to our message, not us. And we may never see that power when we share, but as Paul tells us, the gospel is the power of God for what? For salvation to everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Paul traveled the Roman Empire, didn't he? He preached Jesus to so many different peoples, so many different cultures, and in every kind of city and sin-ridden society, he witnessed the power of the gospel transform the lives of individuals. He saw it. It was a reality. And so have we. Yet we can still talk ourselves out of evangelism, can't we? Oh, there's no point. People aren't interested. Our society is just too far gone. It's too secular. It's too liberal. Oh, we're never going to get through to these people. But Paul tells us a different story. The Gospels, they scream a, a, a different revelation. The Gospel has power. And then I loved how Paul asked some very important questions. He said, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? So our job is to deliver the message. None of us can deny that. None of us can say that the Bible doesn't tell us to do that. 
We deliver the gospel. It's God who makes it powerful. We tell people about Jesus and the Holy Spirit does the rest. Jesus told us before he ascended into heaven, Acts 1 verse 8, he says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That includes the Yellow Road, the Upper Yellow Road, Ballybricken, O'Connell Street, Mayor's Walk. We've all been called. So there are absolutely no exceptions, no excuses. We have been called to be Christ's witnesses. So a witness is someone who testifies to what he or she has heard and seen. You know, and as I, as I look around, I see so many different faces and we are a church absolutely filled with stories of transformation, aren't we? We have some incredible testimonies here. We are witnesses of God's love, of his amazing grace. We are a people transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we can express that by the way we live our lives, but not only that, we need to open our gobs. We need to tell people about Jesus. And this is witnessing. And let's not forget that we have many different ministries here in Calvary. Ministries in which we can witness to people from, our, from today, our Sunday service, to our home groups, from women's and men's meetings, to our online resources, our website, from our parent and toddler group to food flares. And I'd encourage every believer here this morning to get involved. Please get involved. Because church, it doesn't stop on a Monday afternoon, does it? And as individual believers, we must be actively seeking to make disciples by spreading the gospel. <coughs> so hands up who's a Christian. Hands up who's a Christian here this morning. Hands up nice and high. I said that really day didn't I? <laughs> Ask yourself and be honest and be challenged. When was the last time that you invited someone to church? or to one of our community groups. Ladies, when was the last time that you invited someone to a, a women's ministry event? Men, when was the last time we invited fellow men to, to men's breakfast? Teenagers, you're not getting out of this. When was the last time you invited someone to Ruth's? When was the last time that any of us took a bundle of tracks that are in the back and went down our street, walked around our neighborhoods and threw them in a letterbox. When was the last time that any of us took 30 minutes out of your weekly schedule to hand out tracts in town? It's fun. It really is. 
if every person here this morning dedicated just half an hour a week, 30 minutes, to the purpose of reaching the lost in our communities, if we did that, then the impact we would have for Christ would be incredible. It would be incredible. So ask yourself, are you willing to take this challenge? We'll call it the half an hour challenge. Half an hour a week. It's not long. So over this coming year, we were going to focus on how we as a church can reach the, the lost people of this city. And I will continue to remind, challenge, and encourage each and every one of you, and you're to do the same for me, that we get involved, that we get out there, that we tell people about Jesus. Amen? So one of the most important outreach tools we have is our, is our church website. Now, last year alone, we had 1,600 people visit it. And between May last year and up until January, there were 480 people who listened fully to our sermons. And Nate showed me that there's a world map of where people are listening, and it's literally all over. The majority, thank God, is Ireland. So um, it, it's such a fantastic tool, isn't it? Now, in last year's vision meeting, I told you that we were looking at revamping our website because most of the people I speak to that come in that door, before they'll set foot inside a church, they'll go straight to the website. I know I would um, to check it out. And the new, the new, web, the new website has been done, as you, as you all know, and it, look, it looks really well. <clears throat> but there is always room for improvement in whatever ministry it is. There's always room for improvement. So we will be looking at adding video testimonies and a what to expect video. So, uh, so someone can just press play and we'll probably strap a GoPro to someone's skull and they'll, they'll come in and like just, it'll be speeded up. We'll just go through every, every aspect of a Sunday morning. Now, that takes skill. Now, a guy, there is a guy called Ricky Ponce down in Calvary Chapel, Cork. He's a very, very talented at, at video production. So we are pleading with, Vicky, with uh, Ricky to try and get him up to do that. So, yeah, be praying that he will and we get it done soon. It's a time-consuming process, but when it's done, and it's, it's done. And it's something that has to be done right. It really does. Also, Live streaming of our Sunday services will be up and running within the next couple of months. So people can watch, it, watch the live video, live video feed of Sunday service on Facebook and, and YouTube. So that's something that's uh, certainly a, a positive. We're also in the process of setting up a podcast for all our sermons on iTunes. Um, Two lads, Danny and Ed, tell me it's quite complicated. I'd zone out when they start talking about stuff like that. I have no idea. But it will be up and running fairly shortly. So that's the website. Um, again, we're just looking for ways of improving, improving it, getting the gospel message out there, and helping people to walk in that door. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. Now, social media. 
We have a church Facebook page and an Instagram page. Please, please follow it. But what I also ask you to do is like the posts. Because that, in a way, is proclaiming the gospel, isn't it? Because when you like something, people can see that you liked it. So please do that. Now, outreach tracks. Last video meeting, I spoke to you about designing and printing our own custom outreach tracks and leaflets. And as you know, they've been printed, and we will continue to use them for the different ministries within this church. Um, there are stacks of them in the back. We have hundreds and hundreds. They're great. And, you know, I told about going around to letterboxes. Grab a stack in the back, and you'd be surprised how many you can hand out. Say, for instance, you're going into the city center for a coffee, spend 15, 20 minutes to hand some out. Um, Anne and I did it one Monday. I think we handed out 600. Myself and Nate are going down there a few times. Again, I've been down there myself. I know some of you have been down there as well. You'd be shocked how many you would hand out and in such a, a small amount of time to do that. So church building. Last video meeting, I shared with you the need to build a stage. So thank God I'm standing on it. And it, it, it's working out really well, especially for me. I can see people in the back of the church. And you see more than the top of a shiny head. So stage has worked out really, really well. But more than that, we've, we've eliminated the damp issue that was in this church. You probably don't know it, but the hospitality area was literally dug up and uh, new concrete was poured down. There were some damp issues down there, and there's, there were some damp issues with the chimney here. Uh, that's all been sorted. So, yeah, and it's all thanks to the mission team that, that Sebastian led uh, from Calvary Chapel, South Denver, and also big thanks to Tommy Drennan, who did all the plastering. So those guys did absolutely phenomenal work, and it's transformed the building. It, you know, the heating costs are down. Um, so the next building project, what we're going to do is revamp the outdoor area. For those of you who don't know, it used to be the smoking area, it used to be a beer garden. So it's never been fully utilized. The reason why is because when our coffee shop closed down, all the stuff from there was stacked out there. So when we finally got rid of that, we had the big building project last year, and all the rubbish from that went out the back. So it's cleared now, there's nothing out there. But a bit of work has to be put into it to make it presentable. And we're planning to have that done at the latest by the end of March. So it's gonna be great. And it's just gonna be a great area to hang out in um, after Sunday service and for the different ministries that we have here. And we're also gonna buy barbecue. I know we, we had an old one, but we're gonna, God willing, we're gonna buy a decent one. And again, it will be used by so many different ministries within this church. So now I will be calling up each ministry leader and pastor to share with us what the Lord has been doing uh, in their ministries and their plans for the coming year. Then we're going to have a question and answer with myself, Danny and Nate. So now Isabella is going to come up and share with us what the Lord has been doing in and through the worship team. So thank you, Isabel. You can clap if you like.
Morning, church. So my name is Isabella, for these who don't know me. Um, and I'm overseeing worship ministry in this church since I don't remember since when, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but what I would like to say, I would like to say a big thank you to everyone who is involved. And it always touches my heart, the commitment of people who are involved in worship ministry. Um, so I can see their hearts. I can see that they are very genuine. And uh, yesterday we were talking with Nate and with Tyrone, and Nate said something like that, that um, worship team has something like a culture of worship, not a culture of performance, which is very important. Because I know that all of you are, um, you have a normal jobs, like a regular jobs, most of you, and yet you find time to serve here, which means a lot. And big thank you to Johnny, of course. Um, in acoustics, always. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that Ovidio joined uh, Johnny, and he's also very committed <laughs> um, to help and support. And we have four worship leaders. And I would say that all of us, we have different styles, but um, I really like that, that we don't have to pretend that we can be ourselves here. We can express our love to Jesus through different styles, through different um, musical sty music styles. Um, so that's really important. And last year, what I've noticed, um, this personal uh, spiritual growth within worship team, that's for sure. But comparing, I remember that I spoke about um, recording the music, and we still want to do that. It's still on my heart. Um, it's just last year was quite difficult for me, and I do apologize for that. But I couldn't find time. But what I know for sure, we will have more meetings and we will have pizza. So Tyron said we are going to have pizza from our church money, which is great. <laughs> and we are going to meet more often, that's for sure. Uh, now, we, um, if you can pray for us, because we need a proper piano here. We need that. We, we really feel that that's the time for us to have this piano here. Uh, so would you please pray for us? Uh, we are going to have something like a small box, maybe at the, in the corner of church. And if you feel that God moves you to put some pennies into, please do. Um, we also need some like a bass amp, what I heard yesterday. So would you please pray for that because we really need that. Um, but for me, the most important, as I said, is commitment of people who are involved in worship ministry. So there is no one force anyone. just comes from heart. And as I said, last year was very difficult for me, but all of you are very supportive and loving. And I really appreciate that. I, I, honestly, I do not deserve that. I know I do not deserve. But that's for me, is the best ministry. That's why I'm still here. I'm still here because I really enjoy um, being in this ministry because I can see your hearts. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, yeah. So yesterday I was also talking to my husband and he said something that we are so blessed because we have so many people involved who are very talented. Um, and this is amazing. Like comparing to different churches, it is amazing to have you guys to see your talents here. 
um, there is also um, like I would like to encourage you if you have a personal calling to this ministry, you can come and talk to me. You can you can talk to our worship leaders. Like I have solid confidence in our worship leaders, so I do trust them. You can talk to them. You don't have to talk to me. You can talk to them because I know they will treat you with love and with respect. So talk to Peter, talk to Monica, talk to Nate. Um, if you feel like God calls you, we can pray for you also. But also the other thing, I remember when God called me to this ministry, that was a couple of years ago. I remember Nate couldn't stay, stay in, in, in Ireland. And the first thing was, no, Isabella, don't, don't, just don't do that. <laughs> and you know why? Because it's so easy to uh, just be in church but not being involved. It's really easy. But if you want to follow Jesus, and he said the biggest, greatest commandment is to love each other. Be involved. Be involved, and you will see how much you have to pray for people, for ministry. It's actually, it shapes your character. And it, it will also show you how powerful is God. Because you have to be humble. You just, you just work with God, and God will show you from different perspective everything. But God really wants to shape your character. And we have so many ministries in this church. We are blessed. We're so blessed, guys. So I would like to, I would like to encourage you, be involved be involved in ministry. If God calls you to do something in the church, do not hesitate. Just come forward, talk to our leaders, talk to pastors. We are also so blessed because we have three pastors. That's amazing. Three people who are very committed to lead this church, to pray for you guys. Like I honestly, like this is my home. <laughs> Calvary is my home. I'm so happy here. Like I know I can come here in my, even if I'm like in bad shape, I can come here and I feel I'm not judged. People will support me, will pray for me. This is my church and I love this church. So um, that's from me. And I would like to um, welcome Danny. And Danny will speak about community groups and men's meetings. So our pastor Danny. Great. Um, so I have like 10 minutes, so I'm going to start a timer so I don't um, go over. So that's an impossible challenge. We'll see what happens. Cool. So I'm going to talk to you about the um, community groups in the church and the men's ministry in the church. That's a nice graph. Um, so cool. So what do we do for community groups? Um, I know most of you have been here for a long time, so you know about it. But for anyone who's new or doesn't really know what exactly happens in the community groups, Basically, it's where we meet in church members' homes once a week. That's um, the most basic um, thing about it. Last year, 2018, we started two groups, and we closed one group, which always breaks my heart. But it's a constantly moving and growing um, uh, ministry. And obviously, thank you, John and Demeter, for giving up their weekdays uh, to have people come into their home at 7 o'clock at night and eat their food, drink their coffee, and <laughs> occupy their space for an hour or two. It's a real sacrifice, guys, and we are thankful. Um, so, like I said, it's meeting together once a week in the church members' homes. But there's so much more than that. Um, whenever we talk about community groups, I always like to break it down into two things. 
um, gospel-centered community and gospel-centered outreach. And I want to talk about those very quickly. So again, it's not just hanging out because you can hang out anywhere and it's not really gospel-centered community. Um, what we do with the groups, what we try to do is have a focus on growing together as God's people. And so it's basically an opportunity for us to meet together to grow into the image of Jesus. And we do that in different ways. Um, we pray together, which is so important. And we have a particular focus on the Word of God. And that's either through discussing the previous week's sermons or sometimes a bit of teaching and sharing as well, which is always great. There's also discipleship because what happens is generally when you're sitting with a Christian, you're talking to them about your life, they're going to encourage you from God's Word and what you should do. And there's so many wonderful times where I've been discipled in the community groups and had the opportunity to share and encourage people as well. So it's a really wonderful way to work out our giftings. And along with that, obviously, we spend time together. We have cups of tea and coffee and cakes and eat food. And we get to become friends and love each other closer. You know, um, one of the fundamentals of our church is that we believe in koinonia. We believe in fellowship. We believe in being the body of Christ. And that's one of the, I guess, the focuses of the group is that we become God's people, that we would grow into the image of Jesus as we grow close to Jesus, as we spend time with one another. And so that's a really, really fun part that's going very well. And so I guess my vision for that is that that will continue, that we will continue to pray for each other, love each other, spend time with each other, learn to like each other, um, and that there will be more groups and leaders. So again, if you haven't gone to a group, um, speak to myself or Demeter or Johnny. If you want to host one, please, please, please um, speak to me, anyone, because <laughs> we're desperate for more groups. I'd love one in every corner of the city. Um, so that's the first part. But the second part that we really want to focus on this year is outreach. Like Tyrone said, that's one of the hearts of this coming year is to reach out. And that's always been something that's been at the heart of community groups, but has been lacking. And that's really more... Uh, my fault and the leaders is uh, us not really pushing that focus and so the focus this year would be on outreach again it's really simple things it's praying for the lost in your community you know you know your neighbors who need jesus and we can pray and lift them up to god it's inviting people to come a lot of people won't come through a church door you know if you told someone to go to church and the church is in the old pub they're going to look at you very strange because it's ireland and so the community groups are a great way to invite people in to hear god's word being shared. And it's also going to involve leaving the homes and going out into the community. So this is something I've been talking with Demeter, I've been talking with Johnny as well, is looking for opportunities to get outside of that house and, you know, hand out gospel tracts to people, put them through letterboxes, you know, going into the, onto the beach in the summer in Tramore and sharing the gospel with people. And so that's the vision there, is that we would, again, live out our community that we say we believe in but also that we would bring people into god's community through outreach and so that's the community groups this year and if you want to join one please speak to me or johnny or demeter um men's ministry right so what can we say about men's ministry in 2018 um it continued <laughs> maybe that's the most of it right and uh, for the five of us who hang out there you know um it's really been you know fun hanging out with you guys and eating breakfast together and having the chats but i think we can all be honest it lacked focus um what i found was that some of the greatest men's breakfasts is actually when we took the time to intentionally say how is your walk with jesus going what is god doing in your life and that's when real 
things started to happen, real conversations happened, none of this shallow stuff about the weather or our jobs. So, and so that's going to be one focus this year. But we also had a men's camping trip. And for those of you who were there, you remember we all got baptized for three days and three nights as rain poured down on us. I picked the one weekend in the, in, in the year when it lashed out of the heavens. Um, but even in the midst of all that rain and you know, soggy socks and everything else, there was really nice moments. Um, there was times of worship and there was times of sharing God's word. And the meter shared with us and Johnny Go's brother Joseph um, was here and he was leading us in worship around a campfire. And again, it's those simple moments as men were focusing on God where wonderful things happened in the men's ministry. And so I guess going forward this year, we really want to kind of shake that up. You know, we really want to refocus um, what we're doing. And that's bringing it back to God and his word at our meetings. It's teaching his word at those meetings. It's going to be about praying together as men, spending time together as men, you know, caring for each other and encouraging each other in our walk with Jesus as men. And it's going to be reaching out to the lost with the gospel of peace through Jesus. And so, guys, we're going to do that in a few different ways. We're going to, um, when we're meeting together in town for breakfast, we're going to do outreach. So men's breakfast this is this coming Saturday at half ten. I'm going to be in John Roberts Square at ten o'clock with gospel tracks. I want to see you there, 15, 20 minutes, handing out gospel tracks, then walking down to have breakfast together. What an easy way for us to grow together and to reach out to the lost. And there's going to be times of up here in the church of personal testimonies this year and sharing from God's word and encouraging each other through that and having a barbecue, as Tyrone said in the back, when we get that finished. And that's going to be wonderful. And again, it's a chance for you guys to share what God has done in your life. And then we're going to have some outings as well because we want to have the crack. You know, we want to have fun. And that'll be seasonal, you know, um, going to the Greenway, going on hikes, maybe going ice skating during Winterville. But just growing together as men because when you're walking with a lad for half an hour on a Greenway, you're going to talk about God and you're going to grow. And so again, the focus is just to see men equipped to lead and to be the leaders that God has called us to be. We're also going to have another, I'm not going to call it a camping trip because it might rain if I say that, <laughs> but we're going to have a, I'm calling it a men's retreat because that's a little more vague, and which basically means it's like a camping trip, but we have a building over our head this year <laughs> so we don't get rained out of it. Um, but that's going to be in the summer. Myself and Johnny are working on that and getting the details together for you guys. Um, but it's going to be great. We're going to build on what we did last year, so we're going to have times of worship and prayer and sessions in the morning and the evening and refocus on this time of retreating away, focusing on God, and spending time with one another. So if you'd like to pray, um, please pray just for the men in this church. Again, that we would just follow Jesus and lead, and this year we would um, just be equipped to do that. And so that's community groups, that's men's ministry, and Pastor Nate is going to come up now and talk about the Bible College and Roots. Cool, I'm going to go to the men's retreat, because there's going to be a roof over <laughs> Cool guys, yeah, great to be here, uh, just blessed to be, yeah, to be here, hearing about everything that God's doing. So I'm going to talk about... Um, the Bible College and our youth group. So last year, this last year total in the Bible College, we saw six. Oh, sweet. Look at that. Oh, we also updated our, our logo, which is pretty cool. We had one of our students, she actually hand drew it out, um, which is pretty cool. 
But anyway, we had six full-time students um, from the states participate in our, our classes. Um, and we saw more individuals from Waterford, from the local area, attend our classes than, than years previous. So, so praise God for that. Um, I know many of you have, have t- partaken in our classes and been blessed and encouraged and um, equipped for, for ministry as well. Um, this term, however, we will not be running our Bible college um, classes as we usually would. Um, and the reason for this is due to, to some changes that took place in CCBC Murrieta, which is in California, last year. Um, so Calvary Chapel Bible College, Ireland, were an affiliate campus of CCBC Murrieta. Um, last year, CCBC Murrieta in California, they became fully accredited within the states. And that's something that's been a long time goal for them. So, so we thank God that that's, that's happened. Um, they're now fully accredited. You can receive a, a degree if you go to uh, CCBC Murrieta. So that's, it's fantastic. It's, it's really, really good news. However, the full accreditation limits the amount of credits that each student can receive from an affiliate campus like CCBC Ireland. There's affiliate campuses all over the world. Um, Essentially, a student can receive only about one term's worth um, of credits. And this has kind of caused a drop in attendance, um, not only at our campus, but but other campuses like ours. I mean, if you have the choice of going on a a tour of Israel um, term or going to... Um, Peru or something like that. You you might choose for your one term going and see going and seeing a, a tour of Israel. I would um, absolutely. Um, so that's that's kind of reduced our attendance um, a little bit. So with that said, we're not going to run our usual classes um, as we would this year. However, we do have um, a young man. He's he's coming over. He'll be joining joining us for something we're going to call a discipleship slash internship track through CCBC and uh, Calvary Waterford. His name is, is Micah Corwin, and he's actually the brother of two of our previous um, students. So it's cool. And, and the reason, kind of his reason for applying and, and uh, for, for wanting to attend our, our, our campus is that the impact that you guys as a church, that what God did in his siblings through you guys um, impacted him so much that he said, "Look, I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of what's going on." Um, you know, he said that the change in them was remarkable. He said they returned so just full of of the spirit and encouraged and loved, and and more matured and equipped in their faith. Um, and you know, he he desires that for himself. So he's going to be coming over on the fourteenth. And I wanted to encourage you, um, so that you guys know, you guys had a, a, a huge part in that. You guys had a huge part in that, um, so be encouraged in that. So yeah, he's coming over on Valentine's Day. I'm going to collect him up in Dublin Airport. Sorry, um, to my wife. <laughs> Yay. Um, so anyway, yeah, he'll be here. He'll be here till the, about the fifth of May. And we're going to be me and him are going to be spending a lot of time together, working on the building, um, doing a lot of the stuff in the back that Tyrone was 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 speaking on. Um, we're going to be doing some one-on-one discipleship. He'll be helping out in the various ministries. So um, I want to encourage you guys to be praying for him um, and spend time with him. 
You know, pour, pour out your energy, your wisdom, your love, and your encouragement on him because you, you never know. You never know um, how God might use you to, to change and to encourage and to mature him um, in, his, in his walk with Jesus. So um, we're not closing the Bible college. Uh, we're just taking a break this term from our normal classes. And my wife will appreciate that as we're due with our third baby in May. So I'll be able to spend a little bit more time with the family. But yeah, we do, we do have some interest in our autumn term. So be praying for that as well, um, that, that God would, you know, lead us and guide us in, in what we might have to do in, 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 our, in our future in, in autumn. So that's, that's essentially the Bible College. If you have any questions, um, please don't hesitate to ask me and to find me. Cool. So Roots. I have so enjoyed uh, spending my Friday nights with, with the youth here at, at Calvary Waterford. I mean, God is really starting to, to form and to shape um, our time together and to, to deepen our relationships and kind of break down those walls that can um, so be there sometimes with awkward conversation. You know, eh, what do you do? Um, it's great. Yeah, I've been really, really enjoying our time together. And, the, and the, the vision for Roots, for our youth group, is that it would be... It'd be a place where we can grow closer together as we grow deeper in Christ. That's kind of what God's been speaking to my heart. That we grow deeper, uh, closer together as we grow deeper in Christ. And I want to see our youth um, embracing and owning their faith um, in a way that they haven't before. Because oftentimes, as, as youth, we participate in, in our Christian faith because of something our parents do. You know, we go to church because it's something our parents do, and that's, that's good and well, but I want to see them embracing it and really owning it for themselves um, and, and really deepening and, and, and um, enjoying their walk with Jesus. So we have uh, lots planned for Roots. I'm excited. I have a schedule for those who attend Roots. Come find me afterwards. There's kind of a schedule for the next few months um, going on. But, but some things that, that we're going to do as we'll be doing a Bible study. Um, so big, a big part of Roots is I want them to know how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible, and how to apply it to, the, to their lives. So that's, that's going to be something we're going to be focusing on. Uh, we're going to have um, some games. I've never done games before. I'm not the game type of person. But I'm going to take a, a leap of faith, and I'm going to stretch myself a little bit and try to do some fun games. It could fail completely, but who cares, because we'll have fun anyway. Um, usually we just play ping pong, and I love that because I, I like I like thinking of myself as a really good ping pong player, um, and you know I like to beat all the kids. So we're gonna have some games. Um, we're gonna get out into town and actually have Bible studies and and hangout times in coffee shops, and then we're gonna go. You know, every, every once in a while we'll go bowling or we'll go you know putt putt golf or something like that. So our focus this year as a church is outreach. And, and I would love to see our youth um, coming to a place in their faith where they can start to engage their peers and to share the gospel um, with them. So, so part of meeting in town for a coffee and a Bible study will be to normalize um, talking about faith and relationship with Jesus in a public space. And I would love to see our, our youth invite one friend to Roots um, this year. So God, God used youth group for me. He used it to, to, to reach me. <laughs> he used it to reach many like me. And he used 
um, my peers who are following Jesus to encourage me in my walk with Jesus. So let's keep, um, let's keep our youth in prayer. You know, let's encourage them. Let's be praying for them as a church. Um, they, they, feast, they face increasingly, um, an increasingly pressurized world with some incredible challenges and hostility towards, towards faith in general, yet alone faith in Jesus Christ. It's, it's tough. The stuff I'm hearing, it's like, man, <laughs> I had it pretty easy. So be praying for them. Encourage them. Um, you guys, God, God's going to change this country through this next generation. Um, I really believe that, that it's this next generation. It's a generation of pastors and elders and worship leaders and church planters and evangelists. So let's be praying for them. Let's encourage them. And uh, let's cover them in prayer. If you have any questions about Roots, come find me afterwards. If you're 12 to 18 and you don't attend Roots, come chat with me. I'd love to chat with you. So that's it. Um, I'm going to invite Anna up, our, our one and only Anna Power. And she's going to speak to you about uh, children's ministry and women's ministry. Thank you. Um, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know me, I am Anna Power. I'm married to Tyrone, and I oversee the women's ministry, and with a team, we together run the kids' ministry. So I'll talk about kids' church first. Um, I put together a few photos just so you could see, because if you don't have kids, you might never be in the kids' rooms, and they're lovely. So there they are. Um, we've seen some big changes this past year. At the vision meeting last year, it was just me and Mickey running Kids Church, but we've doubled our crew and Paulina and Mafalda now run it with us. So they've already made some really great improvements to the room, like painting murals. Who knew we had such talented people? <laughs> but yeah, I'll just tell you a little bit about Kids Church if you don't know about it or if you want to, yeah. I'll just tell you a bit more. Um, our kids' church is divided into three classrooms. So we have a baby and toddler room for one to three-year-olds. And we also use that room then for parents to pop in and out if they have younger kids and their babies are bowling. Um, that's a room for like fun and games, songs, story times. It's a really gentle introduction for little ones to kids' church. And Paulina organizes everything to do with that age group. Give us a wave, Paulina, so we know who she is. That's Paulina. She recently redid all our information and policies and stuff for the rooms as well. And she's also taken over the Garda Vetting, because we Garda Vet all our volunteers. And I've been doing that. And there's a good bit of work in it. So I'm delighted that Paulina has taken over it. Um, the next room then is our preschools. So like three, four-year-olds up to seven-year-olds. And the kids in that room still have loads of fun, but they have a little bit more structure. So each week they enjoy a Bible story, crafts, games, snacks, and a memory verse. And Mafalda organizes everything to do with that. And she's also introduced a really gorgeous prayer time where each kid has the opportunity to share a prayer request and to pray. I should hear their little prayers. It's absolutely, it's my favorite part of kids' church here in the little four and five-year-olds praying with the greatest of faith, might I add. And then we have our oldest kids, the eight to 11s, who are the best because they're sitting in here today, so we have to say that. Mickey runs that class and it's amazing. The children take the Bibles and open it every week. They read a lesson together and they discuss it. And I just love seeing our kids of eight, nine, 10, and 11. They know how to open a Bible. They know how to find verses. They know how to look things up. They know the importance of reading God's word for themselves. And you should just hear the ideas and conversations that they have. It's incredible. And they also do games, crafts, activities, 
eat food and have loads of fun and make friends, which is a really important part of kids' church too, making and building really good friendships. Um, in Calvary, in our church, kids' church is so much more than just babysitting. Though I know personally as a parent what a blessing it is for us parents to get to sit and, and be fed in church without, you know, having to hoosh the baby on your hip and all of that. But, so, but that's an added bonus. Kids' church is all about providing a safe and fun environment where our children can learn about the truth of God's word at their level. And we don't believe in just teaching them a little story here and there or, you know, finding the baby-friendly stuff. We use a curriculum that systematically teaches through the Bible in seven years. They go from Genesis to Revelation. So it's a real blessing to me that I can stand here, that our team of the four of us can say, that by the time your child finishes primary school, they'll have studied the entire Bible. I bet there's a lot of you, I won't ask you to raise your hands, I'm not as mean as Tyrone, who have never studied the whole Bible, but your kids will by the time they're 11. Um, I always say that we're teaching big truth for little people. We don't compromise on anything that the Bible says. We just explain it in a way that our kids can understand. And uh, we back up the lessons with games and crafts and activities to just help the kids to connect to it better. We reach out to children with the gospel in this church every single week and our vision for 2019 we met last week to discuss it our vision is to keep doing that and keep doing that well we also want to introduce a little bit better connection with parents so that you guys know what we're doing in the lesson so that you can back it up at home maybe read it again maybe discuss it again so we're working out the best way to do that we'll keep you informed our key verse for the last few years um, for kids ministry is sam is from sam 78 it says, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done that they would set their hope in God. <laughs> I always get very emotional talking about the kids because I just love it. Um, I love their hearts for God and I love the hearts that our teachers have for, for spreading the gospel to our children. Uh, we're talking about outreach. Outreach happens every Sunday morning in that room because lots of our kids don't know Jesus. They might know about him but they don't know him as their personal Lord and Savior just yet. Some of them do, some of them don't. We have amazing teachers, and I want to give them a really quick shout out, because some of these people have been serving your kids for six, seven, eight years. Geraldine, Monica, Suavik, Lucy, Lara, Abby, Dee, Melanie and Demeter, Nicola and Peter, Debbie, Kerry, Jenny, Busty. Some of our teens are serving as well, Lexi, Lizzie, Zara, Peter. You'll have noticed that there's a mix of people there. There's young people, there's not so young people. <laughs> there's single people, we've married couples, we've people with kids, we've people without kids, we've people with grandkids serving in there. If you're a Christian and you've been in this church for six months or more, have you considered doing outreach on Sunday mornings in the kids' rooms? We guard vet all our applicants and we have a small application process but come and chat to us. Come to me or to Mickey or to Paulina or to Mafalda and just say, I'm whatever. Just get a little bit more information about it. We don't push anything on you. We don't say, okay, you're in. Now you're on kids for the next 10 years. We'll tell you about it. We'll show you what we do. And I'll be honest, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to come in on a Sunday morning and not get to be out here and be like, okay, well, I have to go in and do that. And sometimes, parents, you're going to be shocked. Sometimes the kids are loud. <laughs> Sometimes the kids are cheeky. Sometimes the kids are pure brazen. But I promise you that you'll always learn something. You'll learn something about God. You'll learn something about yourself. You'll learn something about kids. You'll never leave kids' church without some kind of story to tell. 
And you can have a part in encouraging and blessing and engaging with the future of our city and country. Like Nate said, future leaders, future pastors, future worship leaders, future Christians, future people who are going to shape the city that we live in, that are going to shape this church. You might get to help a kid through a hard time. The kids start to really trust you and get to know you and they'll share things with you. You might get to hear a four-year-old praying for healing for their mammy and without any doubt that God will do it. There's nothing like it. You might see a Bible story in a new way when you explain it to a kid because you're seeing it through their eyes and God will use that in your life. You'll definitely have a load of laughs. That is just like 100% definite. And you might even get the opportunity to lead a child to Christ. Is there anything better? When I turned my back on the Lord in my early 20s, late teens, it was the things that I learned in Sunday school and the things that my family had taught me when I was tiny. <laughs> I'm still tiny, but tinier when I was young. But it was the songs and the memory verses from when I was little that I just couldn't get out of my head, even when I wanted to. I couldn't forget what I'd learned. And you have an opportunity you mightn't see the results straight away, but you have an opportunity to do that for a child here, to give them all they need, to equip them to follow God for their whole lives. If that sheet is not filled with volunteers, I don't know what I have to do. <laughs> but I encourage you, sign up, do, give it a go. Even if you can only do it once every two months or something like that, it's it's grand. <laughs> we'll make it work. So right now we have a lot of really good teachers, people who are strong and able to teach a story and to lead a group. Not everyone can do that, I understand. What we really need at the minute is helpers and assistants, people that can serve up a snack, people that can sit with a child and play a bit of Play-Doh. We need a second person in the room, in each of the rooms. So it's just someone to help, be an assistant. We also need a lot, um, help in the baby room. So that's... Uh, Here's what it says in the tin. It's minding babies. So, uh, yeah, we take volunteers from 14 and up. So teenagers, please get involved. And there's a sign-up sheet at the back. Or just talk to me or one of the girls, and we'd be happy, more than happy, to tell you all about it. So that's kids' ministry. How am I doing? Okay. Women's ministry. Let's go. This ministry has exploded this year. We have had such a good time together. It's just, I think it's the best year as women that we've ever had. We've just had so much fun. Um, we do our monthly meetups. So this year we did, I was thinking back about everything that we did for this meeting today. We had picnics in the park. We shared testimonies down in the allotments. We had barbecues. We walked the greenway. <laughs> so fit. We served at the Team Hope Shoebox Appeal, packing up presents for kids all around the world. And we had lots of breakfasts, lots of cups of coffee and tea. And we also managed to squeeze in a fair amount of chatting. Um, we put on our women's conference last summer. We had our best turnout ever. And more and more women from the church were involved in organizing it and getting it going. Um, we had our Christmas party. Our Christmas party is becoming a thing of legends. Uh, women ringing us from like other churches and no churches. Oh, are you doing a Christmas party this year? Can we pop in? It's brilliant. I'm already looking forward to next Christmas. Um, we had two new ministries start up for women, just for women, last, in the last year. So it was Mum Heart that Melanie runs, a book club for mammies out in Tremor. It's a lovely group like we led discussion and it's not too late to join up to that or even just to pop in and see what it's like so if you're a mammy and you're free this coming tuesday at 10 o'clock chat to melanie she's in the baby room today and she'd be more than happy to tell you her address and all that and we also started another monthly group called the kitchen and that's run by Mafalda, and it's, oh, it's so fun. It's a really actually lovely time to get together over a cup of tea in Mafalda's kitchen over in Ferrybank. 
And each time we have a different lady just show us how to make something. Um, while the rest of us watch, ask questions, have a little taste. It's a really relaxed, fun group, and I encourage you to come along to, <laughs> come along to the next one. That was Alice's banana bread, classic morning. Um, since our last vision meeting, we've had two sessions of our women's Bible study, which I get to teach. Um, last year, we had 20 women getting together every week to study the lives of different women from the Bible, and it's, it's just a really good time. Um, we do teaching, we have led discussion, and, it's, and we pray together, and it's a good way to get to know each other on a deeper level. So we'll be starting that up again. The Monday Club is coming back. It'll be Monday nights at half seven to nine, starting from the end of this month, and it'll be a six-week course this time. There's a sign-up sheet for that at the back as well. So stick your name and number on it. Doesn't mean you have to come to everyone, but it just means I'll text you and let you know what we're studying and where it is, and well, it's here. <laughs> It'll just mean I'll give you the information. Um, so that's that. Our key verse for women's ministry for the last few years has been from Ecclesiastes 4, um, and I feel it describes us well. <clears throat> Sorry. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One can help the other up. Pity anyone who falls and has nobody to help them up. And, you know, that's, I'm crying because this year it's been so true for me in our women's ministry that when we don't have the strength or we don't have the faith or we don't have just what we need to get through the day, we have a big group of women who have your back. And it's incredible. And I know that that's the same for a lot of women here. But if you're here and you feel, well, I don't have that, or you mightn't feel you have friends in this church, or you mightn't feel that your relationships go very deep, I encourage you to take the first step, because that's all it'll take. Come along to one of the events, and I promise you, you won't be left on your own. <laughs> you really won't. Um, a super easy way to connect is to join our Facebook group, which is Calvary Waterford Women, or with Voxer. That's an app that we use. And uh, we use it to chat, to arrange play dates, to arrange coffee dates, to arrange just informal get-togethers, like people will throw up, I'm heading into town on my own, does anybody want to meet me for an hour? And it's, it's a lovely way just to, just to build friendship. Um, having your sisters in Christ supporting you through the ups and downs of life, it's incredible. Couldn't do it without you. Um, Katrina, show yourself. <laughs> there she is. She can help you if you don't know how to use Voxer, if you don't know how to find us on Facebook, she'll help you. I talked to her today and she'll get you set up on your phone before you leave church. Our women's events are super outreach friendly as well. So there's lots of women in our city that are lonely or isolated. And there's lots of women who could just do with more friends. Who couldn't? Um, there's lots of women who could just do with a friendly meetup. Um, so I encourage you, come along yourselves, but invite your friends along, invite your neighbours along, invite your mammy along. Um, it's a great way for people to see that Christians aren't mad. Christians aren't scary. Well, some of you are mad. But it's a great way to say that we're not scary anyway. And that we're just normal people who like getting together and having a good time. Last week, we did our first organized outreach together. So we spent just half an hour, like Taryn was talking about, putting leaflets indoors. And about eight or nine of us came. And we managed to put out 400 leaflets in 30 minutes. We put out tracts telling people the good news. We put out flyers for Food Cloud and for Toddler Group. And guess what? People came to church because they got a tract in their door. People came to Food Cloud because they got a tract in, because they got a leaflet in their door. We don't know how many hearts and lives are touched by reading the tract and seeing the good news, but we mightn't 
we know that no word returns to him void and he's faithful to use us and he's faithful to use his word that we got to put in people's doors. And it was easy. I'd call that 30 minutes, very well spent. And afterwards we went for coffee <laughs> and chats. That seems to be a recurring theme. So ladies, I just really encourage you this year, this week, Get involved, um, come along to something. We have so much going on, weekends, midweek, mornings, evenings, weekly, monthly. There's literally something for everybody. So if you don't feel involved, it's over to you. We've, that's all the things that we do. Sign up to them, hear about them, and go and, and come along. And decide this year just to invest in relationships with those around you. God has you in this church with these people for a reason. So I encourage you to reach out and be blessed and reach out and bless and encourage your sisters. We're all called to disciple each other and to reach out to each other. So I just encourage you to do that. I'm not 100% sure who's coming up next. Is it Tyrone? Okay, <laughs> thanks. So guys, that, that's the vision for this coming year. And I just want to thank everyone. We are... We are a church that serves one another. We really are. And it's just incredible to see. It's incredible to watch. Um, we're going to continue to teach God's word. We're going to continue to have servants' hearts. Um, and I just want to thank these two guys, uh, Danny and Nate, for all the work that they do, um, which is incredible. Um, so, guys, thank you so much. Um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in this church, Lord. Nothing can happen here without your leading, Lord. We ask you just to continue to lead us, to guide us. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to, to, to increase our hearts, Lord. In, increase our longing to reach the lost, Lord. Give us a love for them, Lord. Increase our love for one another. And Lord, we ask that you would just bless this church. I ask you to bind the enemy from it, Lord. Use us, Lord. Speak through us, Jesus. And again, Lord, we just thank you for your sacrifice that makes all this possible. We thank you that, that we are brothers and sisters united in you. Amen. Amen. So it's family feast. Um, so if you, can, if you feel physically fit, please stack the chairs and we get us... We get a set up.